live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Interested in where folks are going to come down on this today? Vince Petrano here, Steve Scafidi joining me with uh, joining me for this hour on Wisconsin's Morning News. It is not the most important thing in the world. It's a trivial thing, but it's never been about the deodorant or the five bucks I was out. It's more about wanted to see what sort of response I would get as a consumer when I engaged with a company whose product I am loyal to. Yes, I heard this. I heard the beginning of the story. So. Right. Is there more recent developments? Well, sort of. I mean, there's a debate over whether or not I was entitled to more or Mm. whether I got exactly what I deserved. So I will ask the question on the Old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Did I get the right response from the company in working to resolve an issue that I had? So give me the quick timeline here. Right. Because I think I got a response that was good enough. But it could have been better, and not so much for me, but for the company. So this goes back to my conversation about the deodorant that I got. Right. I buy two packs of deodorant, mm-hmm. and I'll name the company now. I didn't initially because oh. I didn't want any. I didn't want any special treatment when I interacted with this company. I wanted to be just a guy, so I didn't want them to see Twitter following. Let or me guess, things like that. Menon, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no <clears throat> degree. Degree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's a popular brand now. You know, when you get hot, they turn up the heat or uh, turn down the heat. I don't Mm -hmm. know, whatever. I'm I'm loyal to it because I think it works. It works as well, if not better than anything I've used before. I don't like, I don't know if you're a smell deodorant guy or not. I I, I like the nonsense. Me too. Yeah. Because I think the the whole operation there is to smell like nothing in there. I walked by some dude the other day coming out of the parking structure. I don't know what if it was deodorant or like. What, what's the uh, what's the uh, thing that guys slap? Oh, like on? cologne? Yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa, dude! I didn't say this subconsciously. Like, wow, that's your presentation for yeah. this day. It's like I wouldn't want to stand like within six feet of you. I walked by a guy literally smoking weed on Wisconsin <laughs> Avenue the other day. Was, <laughs> could could have been that? No, nope. similar. Not yeah, the same. Trying guy. to mask that. Back to the other. <laughs> so I buy these things in two packs. They come in two packs. I open up the two pack. I've got two sticks of deodorant, the solid, right? And one of these is heavier than the other. I'm like, that's odd. So I open the light one first. I pop the top off. It comes with a little hat that goes on the top to yep. preserve the top of the deodorant. Right. And there was nothing in it. It's like zip. Zip. No like residue. No like something had fallen out. Like it clearly just didn't get the injection of the stuff in the manufacturing process. <laughs> okay. So I got one good deodorant, one out. Now, yeah. this could have been resolved very simply by just taking it back to the store where I yeah. got it and say, hey, this happened. They say, okay, go grab one off the shelf. Adios. You chose the not simple route. Yes, because I wanted to see how would this company react with my polite interaction with them about being dissatisfied about this particular product. It's like a TV guy response, right? Because you, you, you could have made that into a whole story on TV. Well, yeah, I was kind of, I just <laughs> I made it into a radio story. There you go. I've been itch- In fact, we're going on days. <laughs> of talking about this. Wow. But why I think it's interesting today is there is some disagreement on what the company's response should have been. So I went through the process on the website. It says if you have a concern, they don't call it a complaint. They call it a concern. Sure. And so I listed my concern, and then there was some back and forth via email. They wanted a UPC code and whatever, and then I, I wait for my response. So I got something in the mail the other day. This is... Uh, from the Degree Consumer Engagement Center, dear Vince Vitrano, 
Thank you for contacting us regarding Degree Corporate. We are very sorry to learn you had this experience. Our company is dedicated to, and then they go on to say all the things they're dedicated to, which is very, very good. Thank you. We are concerned when we hear of a problem involving one of our products, and we'll share your comments with appropriate staff. That's it? So I don't know. There's a little more. Oh. I, I do wonder who appropriate staff are to share the comment with, like some Probably robots on the assembly, sem- line, yeah, assembly right? line, a coder supervisor. who miscoded, right? Every 10,000th container doesn't get any deodorant. I mean, that stuff happens. Sure. Yeah. No problem. So then they finish. We regret any inconvenience the situation may have caused you. Please accept the enclosed with our sincere appreciation for using our products. Additional comments, concerns, yada, yada, yada. That was signed by Chris Green, Consumer Services. Sounds like a fake name, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. So they did give me something. Here's what I got. A voucher for one free stick of deodorant. So they just replaced the one that you Yes, indeed. Have. That seems a little light. Doesn't it? Big company like that, you couldn't like, oh, here's an extra one on us. But of course, they're thinking bottom line. That means he's not going to buy one for a while, even longer. Some guys rip through these things pretty quick. I mean, it's different for everybody. Well, um, I want to I engage folks who are listening in this. Do you think, right, do you think I got exactly what it was? Was that the right resolution by the company? 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. We'll read your texts. Give Pancake a call in the back if you want to come on the show. Did the company do the right thing by this consumer right here? 816 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Morning news. Steve Scafidi and Vince Petrano here with you till nine o'clock. Steve has three hours to himself, starting at nine. We're talking uh, about uh, my interaction with a company. I had a situation where product was not what I what, what I needed. Right? My, you like this product too. I like the yeah, product, yeah. and I told them I like the product. Yeah, that's good. So, so you weren't disrespectful. Or no, I was very nice. I said I, I told them I like your product. I had this deodorant. There was no deodorant in it. I sent in some UPC codes or whatever. They sent me a voucher for a free deodorant. They have made me whole. Yeah. And well, I'm asking. Well, not really, though, because the inconvenience well, is you would have to go to the store. So, I mean, there's some gas involved. I mean, you couldn't have thrown in an extra one. That, that would have been my response. If I, if I was that consumer spokesperson or whatever they, that title was, Dennis yeah. Green, or what was it, Al Green? What was it? <laughs> it was Al Green, yes. <laughs> hey, is that the was, guy that's saying that he's now working for Degree? It was Degree? Denny Green. They yeah. are who we thought they were. Yeah, well, you like their product. So yes. I would have upped the ante a little bit. Hey, just for the trouble, the fact that you wrote us a nice letter, you didn't lose your mind in the letter, no swear words, cuss words, right. yeah, yeah. threatening language. Didn't blow them up on social. Maybe a two for one. That's That would have been my correct response. Let's see where the audience comes down on this. Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Ask some folks with differing opinions. Here's one text. How many opportunities does a deodorant company get to interact with their customer? Two small, four sticks minimum. Four sticks? <laughs> They're wow. advocating for four sticks. Uh, not enough. You were compensated for the faulty product, but not for the hassle of contacting them and seeking compensation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, Vince, I appreciate that you had a valid complaint and expressed your concern politely. That said, the company apologized and reimbursed you. Your expectation for additional compensation feels like you're looking for a special reward for doing the right thing. No, no, I don't buy that. I mean, if you're asking for money... I want the monetary damages. Yeah, then then you're being over the top and extreme. My lawyer will contact. Yes, I mean, come I'm on, ruin you this, people. This was hey, make it right, make me whole. 
I think that's a, that's a legitimate request. Got have, some, you, have you done this before? Interacted with a company, I suppose, yeah. here or there, yeah. but nothing notably. I do have a good story about a customer, uh, a, a, an experience that hit it out of the park. Oh, it probably wouldn't surprise you. It's Disney, but I'll give you that in a minute. Doesn't let me get me. let me get some callers in on this. Uh, Dennis is with us on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Is it Dennis Green? <laughs> it's not oh, Dennis no. Green. It's not. The, it's not Dennis from. It's no, not Dennis from no, Degree Deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, all right. What do you think of the company's the response, Dennis? Listen, you guys. You guys are thinking way too small, okay? Assuming, I mean, I agree with you that, that they missed an opportunity here, the company did. But assuming that this happens very rarely, okay, this is something akin to that Willy Wonka prize, all right? They should have <laughs> flown you out, all expenses paid, given you a tour of the place and, and an array of products and had big press releases around all of this. They really missed an opportunity here. See, I'm I'm leaning toward that perspective. Dennis, thank you. I want to get one more in here uh, before I tell you where I come down on it. Uh, Bob in Waukesha this morning. Hi, Bob. Good morning, Vince. How are you? Uh, doing well. All right. So uh, did they do right by me? You know, initially, I told Pancake, yes, I thought they did. I thought that uh, the use of the word entitlement was not appropriate. But after listening to some of the commentary, I... Uh, I think they probably sold you a little bit short. Yeah. What do you, What do you? Th- so, what would be acceptable in your eyes? This is you're, you're me now. You got you shortchanged on the deodorant. What are you looking for? Uh, I, I, I think I, I think they should have at least uh, provided you with what you purchased in totality, uh, and then maybe a little bit more. But uh, and and and. Before you hang up, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. Uh, you got it, Bob. Uh, Bob, Vietnam War veteran with us from Waukesha as well on this uh, National Day. All around nice guy, Vietnam War. even though he's a Bears fan. <laughs> well, we won't hold that against him mm-hmm. on his day today. 823 on Wisconsin's Morning News. A couple more texts. They made it right. Need something for your emotional distress? Nope. Hmm. So you think I should have gotten a little something extra, right? I do. I do. I think you deserve a sample pack of their products. Uh, yes, the company did the right thing, and that's all that was needed. We as a society expect more for our inconvenience. I wonder why we think that way, that we are owed more. It's not even that. It's not just replacement. You actually have to go get that thing. So at the minimum, replace, I don't know if it was Bob or somebody else said it, that you bought a two-pack, right? Yeah, I bought a two-pack. Then you should get a two-pack back. Uh, well, one was good. I don't care. <laughs> you still have to go get that. I'm, I'm, I'm working off of that one right now. I don't know how they sell these things. If they're are they always two packs or are they one packs? How how does that work with degree? I think they probably have both, right? Yeah, yeah. You can buy just a single stick. Is there a Costco version where there's like sixteen of them that last like probably right a couple years? Uh, throw the free deodorant in with the Rogers trade. That'll sway them. Great. Yeah. yeah. So where where I come down is it's not about what I got, and I only shared this story a couple of different times because it was never for me about what I got. It's a five dollar stick of deodorant. Big deal, okay? Maybe they give it back to me, maybe they didn't. I was restored, right? And yes, there was a little bit of trouble, but no big deal. I get my five bucks back or I get a free deodorant. So I'm fine. My thing more is about the company, Steve, where, you know, one of the textures said, how often does this company have an opportunity to interact directly with a customer who's admitted to be a fan and user of their product? How often do you know? How often do you communicate with your toothpaste company or your deodorant company or your soap brand? You don't, right? Mm-hmm. So Never. I see it as a missed opportunity for the company. 
what I w- would have expected or what could have been great for them would have been, right, send over a care package with what other products do they produce. Put some shaving cream in there. Put some of this in there. Put some of that in there. Put some kind of deodorant that I don't use. Maybe I would give that to other people. I'd have brought the if they put like twenty of those things in here, I'd have brought it to work. You'd have got one today. Like a silent marketing opportunity, yes. right? Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. But that's not how everybody thinks. And it could have been just one of those chores. Somebody was all right, he lost one, boom, here's a right, right, right. That's how a lot of people treat that. I mean, you know how missed much opportunity. Guys, right. That's how I see it. And that's yeah. why I shared it with everybody is missed opportunity for anybody who if you own your own business or you know, you're in business and you're customer service, like when you have someone who's reached out to you and you have a chance to make an impact on that person, don't mess it up. I mean, here's here's the thing with degree. You see their ads on TV, yeah. national ads. You know how much money they spend? To carpet bomb the airways with national ads that maybe impact you or maybe don't, but you had somebody who was engaging with you, and you had a chance for me to become a personal ambassador. How how much you think? Or how do you think this is going to react? Someone's going to react to this. There's probably in this market a degree spokesperson rep, store rep, who's hearing this or will hear it yeah. secondhand, who might. Do exactly what you're talking about. Now you're going to get the bonus pack, right? <laughs> yes. All of a sudden, big box shows up. That's more. That's more deodorant <laughs> right. than the whole GKB right. organization place, could use. This place is going to smell awesome. Eight twenty six on Wisconsin's morning news. Just about 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I'll tell you a story of amazing customer service. And they probably didn't have to because Disney is Disney. And what are you going to, like, not go to Disney, right? right? I had young kids at the time, Steve. We were at Disney. And I think the kids, my, my twins were probably five or six. So about the bottom threshold of when you want to try to parade them around all the parks and things. And so we're at uh, Magic Kingdom. And everybody got to buy one major thing, right? And my youngest daughter, Olivia, she's... Her favorite princess was Aurora. So who's that? Sleeping Beauty? I have no idea. Yeah, okay. Mm. You didn't go through the princesses? Yeah, it's many, many years ago. Okay. <laughs> so, well, all right. So you can imagine, six-year-old little girl. I've been girl, to Disney a bunch of times. That's what she wants. That's that's what she wants. And she's been very patient. It's close to the end of our trip, and mm-hmm. she finally gets her chance to go into the store. So I had the other couple, and um, my wife took her into the store, and they're in there forever. I'm like, what is going on? We're at Magic Kingdom. We're looking around like, what is taking them so long? They finally emerge more than a half hour later. Maybe it was 45 minutes. Wow. With a whole ton of stuff, a bag full of stuff. And I'm like, hey, (laughs) you know, because this stuff ain't cheap. Mm, Not at Disney. Right. What gives? They did not have the dress in her size at this particular store. So Princess Olivia was not in position to get her dress that day. But she patiently waited. She was polite. My wife said first they gave her a sucker or something like that while they were trying to work through this. Immediately, like, took care of that. We don't have what you want right this second. Here, enjoy this for a moment. Then, since they could not find that in her size, apparently anywhere at the park, they said, here's what we're going to do. Pick any other one of these dresses, any other one of these princess dresses. It's yours. And I think they threw in a tiara and a something else and all this other stuff. And on top of that, Buy the dress and we'll ship it to your home. You'll have it. It should be waiting for you when you get home. That's above and beyond. So, like, my kid walks out of there. I walk out of there feeling, like, warm and fuzzy, like, you know, whatever. And in terms of loyalty, again, right, it's Disney. So what are you going to not Disney? Of course you're going to Disney. But, man, it's worth it. I would skip a trip every other year. If they said you can take a trip every year or every other year you can have an interaction with this company, I'd take the latter. 
Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. My daughter works for Disney, so she knows that firsthand. And they know, right, customer? And they know. I, th- I think post-COVID, they're a little frayed around the edges Sure. on that. Everybody We've is. been back since. Yeah, right. I haven't been back, but my family, my, my kids have been back, both yeah. my daughters and their families. They've had fantastic times. But so that's where I say to you, you know, like, this company had an opportunity to, to make something that, no, I've been made whole, but to make it great, and I think they fell short. That's why I'm saying I don't think the final chapter has been written in the deodorant missing deodorant story okay. yet. Think the story is going to get out? Yes. All right. Well, I will keep you posted on this important story here on Wisconsin's Morning News. It's eight thirty-two. I just wanna scream hello. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wednesday morning, Vince Vetrano and Steve Scafidi here with you. Greg Pancake Hill producing the program. Can I I interrupt you once? Next time I have a kegger at my house, I'm going to have Greg be the DJ. We collaborate. Yeah. 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 I I think it'd be awesome. This is a Vetrano one, though. I can't take full credit for it. Yeah, that's yours? Your Uh, pick? Yeah, and then sometimes he merely acquiesces and plays... How, okay, so that, let, that on does. that subject, I don't want to derail you here, but on that subject, how much is you and how much is Pancake? 50-50? Is it 50-50? Yeah, I'd say so. So uh, who, who owns the disco stuff? That's got to be you, that's right? That's me. <laughs> right. I just want to be clear on that. All right, that's all. How much, what, what, how bad is it, Greg? Greg Pancake Hill produces the program, and, you know, like, we collaborate, so sometimes I'll send him over songs that I would like to have as bumpers. How much of it do you hate? Um... Come on. Okay, hate strong. <laughs> a lot right. of synthesizer, I'm out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Too much, much 80s, 80s in there? Yeah. So, like, and there's 80s, like, oh, like, okay, this came on, and then there's the 80s. Like, you can pick, when I say <laughs> okay. it like that, there's a picture that comes to your mind, you're yeah. exactly right. How often do you, like, pitch music at him? Like, once a week, or? See, I don't want to overburden him, because Greg has a lot of responsibilities. Ah, bring here. it on. Yeah. So every I, once in a while, I'll get there, like five, six songs stuck in my head. I'll send them links. Even I, I prefer live stuff. If I can find somebody doing something live, we'll just rip it off of there. See, I let my producer, big time sports guy, Brandon Snide, pick the music. Okay. I don't. Are you in. satisfied with that? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty, pretty much. And, and I, I, we have this clever, I think it's clever. Maybe some people think it's stupid. I try to have subtle references to what I'm talking about built into the lyrics of these songs, which not everybody gets. Including management here at WTMJ. <laughs> like, why did you? Here's here's one I got recently. Why did you play all those songs about rain? Because we had a rainstorm going on. Hey, you had but a I, theme I, day I, going. But I never. I didn't want to mention it. I wanted it just to be out there. You see what I'm see what I'm saying? I do. I wanted the audience to make that connection, not me telling them to make that connection. This, is, right. not, this is the high level stuff I do on my show. Since I do want. <laughs> I do want to get to a more serious topic, but uh, now it's a it's a tough transition. So I'll I'll let you talk about the other thing that you brought up today, which is that you don't wear a coat. Not right now. Not now. No, you put I, the coat away. I have transitioned to spring. I am I'm done with winter. I know we had the big snowstorm last week. Yeah. But last time I looked, I was I walked across my front lawn yesterday because there was a massive hole at the end of my driveway when I came home. So <laughs> the the snow has melted. Sounds like we're gonna have sort of a mixy thing going on here for a while. I'm I'm like four. Four or five weeks away from golf season. You were talking about this yesterday. Spongy grass and all that stuff. Puddles everywhere. I am not going to wear a coat. I refuse to wear a coat. So I haven't worn one for like three weeks. That is my commitment. It's my hard and fast rule. I I have abandoned winter. I'm ready to go to spring. You're like furnace guy who doesn't turn the furnace on or we turn still the have AC our on. on. So, okay. Now my, my wife had her way. We would not have our furnace on. That's interesting. And so. I, I actually, I, I'm stepping all over you because I'm used to talking for three hours. That's fine. No, but my, I never wear a coat. 
Well, I, sh- I shouldn't say never. I very 80, 80 plus percent of the time I'm not wearing a coat. Like and I'll ever. Just, I'll just be cold. Like okay, we're going to a basketball game at the high school. Okay, I don't wear I don't wear a coat. So you just you just, so just kind of yeah, I just kind of take it. Oh. You know, I mean, we have an attached garage, so no hardship there. Yeah, it's but on cold the, for on a little bit. On the back bit. end, you got to walk from the parking lot. There is that, and I don't like that. But I don't like to. Dr- I, first of all, I don't like the coat being bulky when I drive. That is a thing. I I hate driving with a coat on, and I don't like to carry it around with me because then it's sitting there on the by your feet and the bleachers. Where do you or, put your big still, wallet in your like if you don't have a place in your? Coat? I got like a Stanza wallet in my back pocket. The thin one, the big fat one. I got a big fat one. I got a friend Ken whose wallet is so thick. <laughs> Was an elected official, actually. How thick is it? It's about three inches thick. He can't even carry. He has to hold it in his hand. Yeah. How stupid is that? It's pretty stupid. Yes. But this is the life I lead. Yes. No, so I very rarely wear a coat. Are you going to wear one today? Steve and I are going out to visit uh, Johnson & Sons Paving. Yeah, no, I'm not wearing a coat. Now, I, I keep one in my car for emergencies, and, and somebody say, well, that's that seems like you're, you're not really following through on your practice. So this is the reason I do them, because my wife reminded me of this. What if you have a flat tire? What if it's zero out? You're going to be out there with no coat on and zero weather changing the flat tire in your car? I got stuff in my car. I do. I have sweatshirts and all yeah. sorts of other junk. I keep it in the car. You Gloves, got, hat. You got water in case you're stranded for I, a few days? <laughs> ideally, although I drank it all lately. There you go. No, we got to visit. Steve and I are going to visit Johnson & Sons Paving. They're a great exciting. local company. Yeah, exciting. They, I, now, I think, I'm hoping that they're going to show us how they make asphalt. They have their own asphalt mix. Yeah. So we're going out there to recruit them. I think it's too early for asphalt. I think it has to be like certain temperature. Now you can do asphalt whenever you want. I don't think so. Well, I guess we'll find out today. I agree then. to disagree. <laughs> Eight forty-two on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight forty-five on Wisconsin's Morning News. The city of Nashville tonight is planning a vigil for the six victims in the school shooting. There, in including three children who were just nine years old, and authorities are out now with a. Pretty full timeline of events, still investigating a narrative as they've been quick to release information and video of that tragedy. But before we get into a couple of points here, let me just bring you quickly up to speed with ABC's Lindsay Watts. Police aid surveillance video shows the shooter, former student Audrey Hale, firing through the doors, moving through the halls. They say Hale, who identified as transgender, was under a doctor's care, being treated for an emotional disorder which had not been reported to authorities. One of Hale's former basketball teammates shared messages she says Hale sent her on the morning of the shooting. The message just reads, I'm planning to die today. Police say Hale legally purchased seven guns, using three of them in the attack. As a parent who has three kids still in school right now, it's just so hard to watch this surveillance video that's been released. But we're seeing, Steve, in this case, um, a number of things that stand out to me as atypical. And we talked it through with Dr. Ken Harris, who's a former police lieutenant uh, here in Milwaukee, talked about it earlier this morning, and he kind of agreed on a number of these points. First of all, this the speed with which authorities are releasing information and video. Well, we had surveillance video, now body camera video right now. Uh, how they responded to this incident, they charged in, they engaged right away with the shooter. Um, the shooter, their self, and I choose that word uh, specifically because it's a transgender woman, uh, doesn't fit the usual mold, of course, of the angry white male going in and doing this in, in his early, or, or sorry, late teens. The fact that the shooter blasted their way into the school, shooting through locked doors. You know, schools do what they can in terms of security. Most of them have focused on, okay, let's make sure doors are locked. Let's make sure entrances are secured. Didn't even matter in this case. Those are all things, Steve, that I observed that are anomalous in this particular situation. Yeah, everything that, that they did seemed to be exactly what you would like to see. I mean, from the 
shooter shooting the glass through those doors and entering the building to the time the shooter was killed, 16 minutes. Are you kidding me? That's from response, getting there, assessing, targeting the shooter, taking them down. That's amazing. And and contrast this approach to what happened in Uvalde, Texas. Complete train wreck. Killed, extra kids were killed because they didn't respond in the right fashion. This is the way it should play out. Now, a couple things I think are going to happen here. One is schools, and I'm going to talk about this on my show today, they're going to have to think about this. Maybe glass doors, that might be a thing of the past. Maybe that's going to go away. And again, this reinforces a big push in this country towards school resource officers, armed school resource officers. And there's going to be a massive effort, I think, by lawmakers to say, you know what? If nothing's going to happen on the gun side, nothing's going to happen on mental health to, to address this. And we'll talk about that on the show today as well. Maybe we have to fortify our schools. That is what I expect to see happen in the next few years, hardening those targets. And it's unfortunate because you want schools to be open and inviting and inclusive, but not with this reality that's swirling around that story. And and how they handle security in general. I mean, I, I won't name the school, but uh, it's a place that I've interacted with over the years. And I, I remember even even years ago, as security was increasing, one step that the school took was, well, we're always going to have this hallway monitored. So the hall monitor is going to sit here. And so when you come in the doors, here's that person. So someone's looking at you. And I just thought like, well, here in this situation, this is a person who was hell bent on doing what the shooter was going to do. Mm-hmm. The you know hall monitor wouldn't have done anything no, in that particular not a hall case. Monitor, right. But an armed school resource, resource officer may have been able to slow him down. So just interesting and uh, chilling video that's been released. Um, I wasn't going to go this direction, but I got an interesting text just now in the old National Bank talk and text line from Scott and Greendale. Do you think it's a good thing for the media to release the footage to the public? Do you think it creates hysteria and psychological issues? Maybe just keep it private for law enforcement strategy. Um, let me address first why it's released, because public records for government agencies are exactly that. They're public. So anyone can, uh, you as a citizen, can go and request a public record. You and can't they would have not to release share that, that at some point. Correct. So that's not on the law enforcement agency to say, no, we're not going to release that. Um, the question then goes to the media entities, uh, and, and everyone is showing it to some degree. Um, I, I think that's an interesting question. Do we, do we need to see that? Just because you have the video doesn't mean you have to air it. Yeah, I might not have shown the shooting through the glass to get in two Mm. different doorways. Um, That might have been something I would have left off, but I certainly would have picked it up when the the shooters walk around the school. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's some copycat elements to these these stories. And if somebody sees a potential target that's maybe not as hardened as it should be, that that could be a little dangerous. And I I think all school systems and all school districts are on alert right now. If they're not, they should be. And, and a good friend in law enforcement shared this with me yesterday. It could be as simple as parking an unused squad car in front of schools. You don't even have someone there. Just a, a deterrent? Yeah. It's right? a car you don't use much, but it has the police brand on it, the community that you're in. It just sits there. Would that slow somebody down, perhaps? Maybe. In terms of sharing sharing the video, like I always kind of come come down the middle as, you know, being in the business of sharing information for 25 some years, you know, you have to outweigh if, you know, does the, does the benefit outweigh the, the, the cost um, just because people have a right to see it or just, again, because you have, it doesn't mean you always air it. So I guess you would look at what is, what is the value to the viewer in showing this? I do think to some degree, you know, if you, 
one reason we have when I was in TV, would share shocking video or here, whether we play audio or something like that, that that might be disturbing is, you know, you definitely hope to motivate action in people, whatever you choose to do with that information. But I, I've always believed the most important thing we can do is lay out. You, you need to know everything about this. And if you are disturbed by what you've seen or heard and you are moved to action because of that, then that's a good thing. I've provided you the information you needed to move you in some way to appeal to your lawmakers or to thank your law enforcement or whatever you do with that information. So your sharing of that video you think propels people to make an effort to say, you know what, look at this. We need to do something about this. I don't disagree with that. I think that's a good point. So on the TV side, do you think there's conversations happening in newsrooms across the country about these elements of this story? There there should be. I've been involved in those, you know, many times. I'll take you to the Rittenhouse stuff in in Kenosha when when that happened. Um, What are we going to put on the air? First of all, I mean, the first conversation you have about that is when you're sharing stuff that's out on social media. You don't own that. The person who recorded that and posted, right. uh, uploaded it owns it. So there's some uh, process where you first, is this real? <laughs> is it what it claims to be? Secondly, do we have the permission to air it? And then third, do we want to? And it's that third piece of, again, just because you have it doesn't mean you necessarily air it. So, yes, those conversations, I imagine, are going on in newsrooms everywhere. They should be. Do you think some of that, I raised the issue before, the copycat element of the story, does, is there a risk there? There absolutely is. And that should weigh into the conversation. It just, it's a hard one for me because what we do is we learn things and we share them with you. You and me in the radio right now, me on TV, all the, all the reporters, your, your job, your mission is find stuff out that people don't otherwise know and tell them about it. And yeah, I mean, what, what comes of that, you know, kind of you have to step back and say, come what may. That doesn't mean, though, you know, like we're all citizens here. We're all members of this community. So you do have to filter some of those things. What about the people that, that say line? maybe we should show some of the bloody hallways and the bloody classrooms? Well, right? I mean, maybe that would be a deterrent or, or a, a call to action for people to say, look how horrific. Because I read some stuff last night as I was preparing for my show today on the impact of an AR-15 on a human body. It's horrific. It, it basically explodes the tissue, mm-hmm. explodes the bone in some cases. You think people know that or is it just another kid got shots? What's it? It's a lot harder when you see things to ignore them. That's why the narrative of what happened is different than actually seeing it with your own eyes. And so that's why that video gets shared. I'm not saying it should have been. I'm not saying it shouldn't have been. I, I do think there have to be conversations about it. Yeah, I, I've met parents uh, from Sandy Hook, Columbine, at, at different speaking events around the country. And when you have that conversation, you tend to look at things in a much different way. They have real-life experience with what it's like to know that your kid was gunned down in school, which is the last place you'd ever expect that to happen. Vigil tonight in Nashville, Tennessee, for the six people who were killed in that shooting. 855 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Is this my bumper music or yours, Greg? Mm-hmm. I think this is me. Huh? Yeah, this is me. Yeah. I don't ever need to hear this one again. <laughs> All right. That's wow. our house. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Give me the synthesizer. <laughs> Give me the 80s. Who is who is this? I know this song, but this is literally Billy Idol. Oh, Billy Idol, yeah. Dance with myself. Oh, maybe we just needed to start it later. Okay, I'm okay with this one. Yeah. The lyrics. I changed my mind. So I deal with everybody. I want this on the hour, every hour. There it is. Yes. 858 on Wisconsin's morning news. You're not gonna believe this, Steve. 
What will, what won't I, won't I believe? Just got an email from the company, are the you, deodorant company. Now it's not anything they heard. Just weird timing. Had to be a coincidence. So uh, thank you for taking the time to contact Consumer Engagement regarding your feedback on degree. In order for us to continuously improve our service, complete this short survey about yada yada yada. Mm. <laughs> Can't wait to complete the survey. But now. This, fortunately, the saga continues. Yes, and on those surveys, they often have a comment section yeah. at the end. Lay out the story well, and hey, see if it doesn't change. Could have sent me a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. You could have been a hero instead of a bum, which is what I am. <laughs> nice. I could have been a somebody. That could was been it. a somebody. 859, Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ.